Hello, hello, and welcome to Digital Digital Get Down. We are your hosts, Heather and Bennett. Thanks for inviting me. And this is episode 47. Wow. I don't really have anything to say about that number. It's nice. So we are here on a very hot We had to turn off the air conditioner to record in our studio. We're suffering for our So we could be melting if this goes over an hour. Yes. We'll see. I think we need to lead off with what I'm sure all the people are devastated we didn't bring up last week. What? The St. Paul Raccoon. Oh, yeah. That's the only time St. Paul has made, I think, the national that news. is one of my bad news. In a decade. That you didn't care? No, that the St. Paul Saints. The, min- the, uh, the minor independent league baseball independent team. Yeah. baseball league are having a night where they rename themselves the St. Paul Raccoons, f- complete with full uniform change. Wow. And don't ask them about bobbleheads because it takes three months to get bobbleheads and they just don't have the time to get raccoon bobbleheads. That does sound like the most minor league baseball thing ever. Yeah. <laughs> bad news. That was one of my bad news. It's legitimately. Oh, I'm but, glad the little raccoon yeah. is okay, I guess. But why is that national news? Do we just need something happy to, to hang on it to with everything like it. else being absolute trash Although lately? it was quite a risky thing to hold on to because it could have ended in... Tragedy. Tragedy. In many different ways. Yeah. Um, but yeah. My our, life does not feel very changed by that, despite no. it being down the street from us. Okay, the other one I had was Life on Mars. It seemed like it should have been a bigger deal. Huh? Life on Mars. Can you be more specific? They found another building block on Mars. You didn't even pick up on this? No, it wasn't even in my science news radar. It Explain was, it to me. What happened? It was in another one of those, like, NASA, we have something huge to announce. And I it was the this? top headline for about 24 hours, and no one's talked about it since. To be fair, I, like, did not even look at my phone this week during work, so it's been crazy. It is summer camp season at the zoo, and I just... It's literally a zoo. It's a lot. <laughs> Um, so let me explain to you how this works. You're going to explain to me how science works? Um, gosh. Oh, it's the, it's the Mars rover found something. Okay. Oh, sorry. The Curiosity rover. Yeah. Organic compounds. They have carbon and hydrogen. Cool. Um, but like, what a big letdown is that? Like the headlines basically said, you know, Mars is capable of life, but that's so underwhelming that there's, it's a particle, a molecule. Yeah. Ugh. It's pretty cool though. Meh. Okay. That would have fit with last week's episode. Why didn't you bring that up last time? About our deep space opera? Yeah. Well, guess what? There's a third book and we're going to be reviewing it soon. I didn't even read it yet. Yeah. Got work to do. I finally finished my reread of a book that we're going to be talking about on a future podcast. Yeah, which I asked you to read in April. <sighs> yeah, and I didn't want to and read it. And our loyal listeners can go to the tapes and go to Book Digits to see how many books I have suffered through for you. Whatever. Just saying. Um... You want to talk about our newses? I don't have very much that's become Well, you're glaring, so yeah, you, you lead off, and we'll see where it takes us. I got a lot of thoughts on our TV show today, so let's save plenty of time for that. <laughs> okay. Do you actually? Plenty of time. Do you actually? Zero notes, but plenty of thoughts. Okay. Um, Make that so, into a t-shirt, too. When's the merch going to be ready? Right? Where's the plenty of thoughts. Where's the bobbleheads? 
They take months, okay? <laughs> Not true. Not true. My sister made a bobblehead of my dad for one father. Are we going to say a Father's Day message? Oh, yeah. Happy Father's Day if you are a father. It did not take three months. And this was like a fully, fully skinned bobblehead. What's the other one? Saw the headline, didn't click it. I thought I had yeah. one, too. No, you don't have any catchphrases. <laughs> okay. Um, save it for the podcast. Is what oh, you save I it save. for the podcast. That, <laughs> that is what mine is. Save it for the podcast. I literally today you literally today. were in the car and you were like, oh, man. I'm not going to be this eloquent later on. Yeah. And it's probably going to be true. <laughs> Thanks. Okay. Thanks for that vote of confidence. Good news. Bad news. We're off to a great start. Um, so I'll go with my other bad newses. Um, it, my first one was the St. Paul raccoons. Okay. They get increasingly serious from there. The second one is Millie Bobby Brown being forced off of Twitter. She had to leave Twitter. Because some assholes took her like snapchats and made them into homophobic memes i don't even understand the full details of it yeah but like she's literally 14 years old she is a an actual child Mm -hmm. and like grown men were like bullying her on the internet she is a child (sighs) and but why did she have to why did she have to give up her account because she was just getting spammed and yeah, it was she being... Was just getting hate. Can't she go private? The flames. Can't she mute them? Gone. Mute the haters? I don't know. Hmm. Should she have to? Should not have to, no. That goes without saying. My other very serious, very bad news. Mm-hmm. That, like, literally made me sick to my stomach. Oh, boy. Was reading some of the comments about... Uh, the border control separating children from their parents. And I won't even repeat mm. them because they were that vile that I like don't want the words coming out of my mouth. Nor am I going to ret- retweet it. Yeah. But it was just disgusting. You saw these on Twitter? How do these um, people get in your feeds? It was someone sharing a compilation post of all the worst comments mm. on, on an article, I think, or a picture. Um, but it was just absolutely vile the things that people were saying about children Mm. like just because the children are not were not born in this country they don't deserve to be taken care of they don't deserve to be with their parents they deserve to be separated from their Mm. parents and put in detention centers and forced to like live literally in dog cages like yeah don't see how that can be defensible but just all of the things they were saying were were just absolutely awful and just inhumane and it just sickens me that people can think of other people like that. Yeah. And children. Mm. Like, but they're not thinking of them as people. Are they doing it just the to just to get a rise out of people if it's an internet-based thing? I don't thing? think so. You think they're evil at heart? I think that they honestly they're believe... They're xenophobic. They honestly believe that immigrant children are not worthy of being taken care of. And they're okay and with... not worthy of living. Some of the comments mm. were, like, literally mm. about how the that's kids terrible. didn't deserve to be alive. And I, that's just... And they have... What, do they have... What broke in our country to make people think that's okay? <sighs> and to have that viewpoint towards anyone else, any other living thing. Like I said last week, it's terrible that, that still outsiders think there's an American dream concept and that they think getting here is, like... Like, they made it. I feel terrible just about that part, let alone all the terrible things that are actually happening. 
yeah. the fact that they're, they're being sold this dream. Anyways, um, so these people have negative things to say about the adults, too, or they're focused on the children? Both. Both. And the child policy started recently. The child policy... I haven't done my due diligence reading on this, I admit. ...enforced recently, or they started kind of taking advantage of an option of this recently. Uh-huh. Um... It is not, like, a new law. From my understanding, it's, like, a new interpretation of a policy. And Basically we, hmm. saying that if a parent commits... If, if a person commits a crime, their mm-hmm. child can be separated from them because the parents will be put in, like, a prison, essentially, and the kids can't be brought into the prison with the parents. Sure. So that's how they're excusing it. And basically they're saying that anyone who enters the U.S. illegally has started off committing a misdemeanor by entering legally and using that as an excuse to separate the parents. But the the one that doesn't make any sense, as I think I mentioned last week or the other week, is the parents who are coming in and turning themselves over mm. and saying, I'm seeking asylum, and turning themselves over to border control, yeah. they are still being separated from their children. Gosh. That was that was heavy. So my my worst news of the week basically keep on track with you is I I clicked on my first Pete Holmes Ariana Grande story. Yikes, even I haven't done that. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Sunken low. I know. Week. Were you bored? Did you have a rough week at work? What uh, happened to It you? was earlier today. I was doing my, my it news. It was today? Yeah, just hours ago. Still Where fresh. Where was I? Still fresh. You were playing softball. In my, not to come to softball. In my right? defense, the washing machine had just flooded the basement. I was vulnerable. Having a low moment. Yeah. I was literally in the basement. Um, and I just told myself, I have to click on one. Because I felt like it was a big joke that the internet was having with me. And like they were toying with me. Like, Bennett's never going to click this. So we're going to keep like putting these headlines this. up there. Yeah, like it's an Just to fuck thing. with him. And I was like, okay, I'm going to get you guys. But no, that unfunny, sad guy on SNL who can only be funny when he's talking about his own bipolar disorder has wooed. And gotten a tattoo of her as well. Yeah. So yeah, there's that in the world, I guess. Um, What else? My good news is like, do you have another bad news? Um, I have mixed news, so you can, My you good can news give is, one. It has to be good news or bad news. We already break the rules uh, by having more than one, and now you're throwing in a mixed news and neutral <laughs> news. It's not good news and bad news and some other news, too. It doesn't fit in the song. Oh my God. You're um, terrible. My only good news this week is mm. Nick Offerman. Yep. What's he doing? Giggling. See, yeah. I love his giggle. I watched him and Amy Poehler on the Ellen Show, which was a very strange, uh, very strange conversation the two of them had, and I still don't really understand their show. Does it actually it. exist yet? I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, but Nick Offerman giggles, mm-hmm. and that made it worth watching because it's very funny to watch. We saw really we saw him live once upon a time. He giggled. Yes, and talked it was the about best his, part. Of, it was the funniest part of his stand up. Is talked his about his pubic hair a lot. Yes. Full bush. <laughs> Everybody's pubic hair. Yep. Anyways, that's all I've got for good news for this week. Now we have the plus for our, our show, at least. Plus pubic hair. No! Plus full bush, maybe. <laughs> 
No, that's gonna hurt our rankings, I think. You don't think pubic hair would? <laughs> who you got in the oh who you got in the World Cup? Mexico. I'm so glad the US didn't make it. Like, America's not We don't belong. Not at its peak in a lot of ways right now. US men. Yeah, true. True. This is the men's World Cup. No one calls it the men's World Cup. So the World Cup started. You're you're cheering for Mexico, not Espana. They want Mexico wants to, that's why I said Mexico. There you go. Um no, Spain would be my choice. I have my Sevilla scarf in the other room. Wait, I saw a funny thing on, on Tumblr mm. about the World Cup. You pull it up. I'm just gonna give my mini rant about the World Cup. My only complaint so far with the coverage, I never quite feel at home with soccer coverage because I know it's aimed at people who know the football. Yeah. But the first day that I was watching, which would have been Saturday, there was a game in the morning where both teams were blue. A match. A, ma a match in the morning, both teams blue. Match in the afternoon, both teams red. So you're struggling with the jersey now, situation. Now, I would think you could look up at the score area and there would be some sort of signifier of saying, hey, these guys are these guys, those guys are those guys. Yeah, which way they're shooting the, the ball. No, it's just the flags with a neutral background. No way to tell who is who. Okay. I'm offended. Um, Accessibility, people. It's important. What I saw was, if the U.S. wins the World Cup, y'all have to start calling it soccer. And somebody responded, if the U.S. wins the World Cup, it means every other team dropped out. Died. <laughs> and then someone wrote, if the U.S. wins the World Cup, it means that it was the women's, women's team playing. Freedom fries. <laughs> um, also, golf. <laughs> Just that. So it's your good news, your mixed news? What news are we even on? Are you just mixed talking news. now? Mixed news and mixed nuts. Um, you know who Phil Mickelson is? Golfer. Good. I gave you a little <laughs> bit of clue there, but you got Not it. Not Jack Nicholas. Nicholson. Oh, that's true. That is confusing. Oh, uh, well, okay. There's a Jack, Jack Nicholas. Nicholas is Jack the golfer and Nicholson, Nicholson is the, the actor. Correct. And this is not either of them. Correct. <laughs> okay. So, the U.S. Open concluded today. Sure. Golf. Why is it at the same name as yeah, tennis? Yeah, it's confusing. And apparently it was like one of the worst performances by collectively by male golfers in history. <laughs> All male golfers? Like most the, like... people were at like plus 10 heading into the fourth round. Yeah. Um, and so, Phil Mickelson, you're ready for this? This was Friday or Saturday, I think. Sure. He puts it. It starts rolling down a hill. Yeah. He runs after it and goes mini golf on it. What hits you, it hits while it it's again? moving. Are you allowed to do that? No. He has ruined the sanctity of the sport. How? Why? What? What was like his facial reaction to that? Let like, me pull why, up the gif like, for you. Why did that? Why did he do I that? I should have just played the gif for you first and... Um, so he tried to explain it afterwards, and his claim is that, well, he knew it was a two-stroke penalty, and so he decided to do that instead of, um, having it roll further away and be several strokes away. Okay. You ready for this gif? So he, like, made a calculated choice. Yeah, hold on. I'll, it's gotta let it restart, and okay. then I'll play it for you. That's what he's claiming, but it's clearly a mini golf move. There's the first putt. 
He thinks it's done, but it's rolling. It's rolling. It's rolling. He's running. He's a little bit chubby. It's about to stop. It's still rolling, and he hits it. And it doesn't even go in. No. This is a professional, like, one of the most legendary golfers pulled a mini golf stunt. And he was just like, fuck it, I'm just going to hit it. So, yeah, most of, like, the golf purists are like... He doesn't respect the sanctity of the no, sport. No, no. Very strange. Okay. That's all I got. So, are we talking about... Well, I guess we should We need to talk about the book first. Okay. Because I don't think I'll be able to talk about the book after the show. You have that many feelings about the show? It's only like two feelings, but I feel them very strongly. Okay, and you're going to expound on them at length. Maybe. Okay. No notes. Who knows? <laughs> no notes. Many thoughts. Zero notes. Lots of thoughts. What Children, that? what book are we talking about? We are talking out. about a graphic novel today. My first. Popped my cherry. Um, called The Print and the Dressmaker by Jen Wang. Yep. This had been highly recommended by a lot of people. Friends of the podcast? Elizabeth um, was one of the people, but just the internet in general mm -hmm. had a lot of good things to say about it's it. It's new. It just came out this year. Um, and I was able to get it from the library without too much trouble. I think I'd like to own it as well. I really like the art style sure. in it. It's very pretty. Yep. Um, do you want to give a summary? Or do you want me to give a summary? Sure. It's um, It's like a twist on a fairy tale. Mm-hmm. It's setting you up and you're like, this is just going to be like Cinderella from a, from a dress designer's point of view, maybe? Yeah. Um, so we won't spoil like the end of it, but we'll, we'll give away the first big surprise, which is that... Uh, so you have the dressmaker, right? Mm -hmm. Frances is her name. And she has a little bit of an altercation at her dress shop where she's working for a mean man. Yeah. And she gets pretty much hired... On the spot by my favorite character, the bodyguard dude. Because of something that she did that got her in trouble at work. Correct. She made a bit of a racy dress, which for these people in English-speaking France, they were not ready for the kind of sexiness she was putting into clothing. Well, it was not appropriate for the event either, probably. Correct. But it caught the attention of somebody, so even though Someone, she got in trouble at her, mystery person. At her office, if you will, yeah. um, it then gets her hired by a mystery person yes. that lives in the royal palace. Yep. And Emil is the bodyguard. He's my favorite. He's the man. So, she goes to the palace, still unclear who she's working for, but it's like, money's rolling in, so... And she's got no other options, really. She ain't got much going for her. Francis. Um, and here it is. Oh my gosh. It is a boy. The crown prince. With luscious golden locks. But this male is the one interested in dresses and not in like a Giovanni Versace. Uh, I see, see how what you yeah, did there. See. Uh, sort of way. Like he admires the, the design and things. He wants to wear these things. Yeah. He, wants he feels to go. confident wearing a dress and heels and a wig. Yeah. So, thus begins. Thus begins their partnership, partnership, friendship, flirtation, maybe. Um. So yeah, it's basically a fairy tale about a cross-dressing prince. Mm-hmm. And the is that the right word? Cross-dressing. It's not. A dr he's so. not a drag queen because he doesn't put on. Well, he does put on some makeup and things. You could probably say it's drag. Okay. Um, I think cross-dressing, or I think maybe gender fluid, mm. is a nice way of putting it. Meaning, because he kind of describes in it that sometimes he feels 
like his normal princely self in prince clothes, and sometimes he feels Correct. better wearing a dress and heels and traditionally women's clothes. Um, and what's his uh, alter ego here? Clementine? What are they called? Miss Cristalia. Miss Marmalade is her first. Oh, right. Sorry. Lady Cristalia. You're right. Um, so. Pretty cute as a chick. Central conflicts are that, first of all, that he'll be found out. Um, yeah. Because he's the crown prince, the heir. Um, and his parents are trying to force him to be engaged. Of course, and, trying to arrange a marriage. And he's kind of living this double life of being the prince that his he thinks his parents want him to be, but then sneaking out and having his thrills being Lady Cristal. He doesn't get much sleep. It starts to impact him. It's not a suitable lifestyle for anyone. Yeah. I mean, he doesn't really have a day job, though. So. Yeah. And then the other conflict is that Francis is making all these amazing dresses, yeah. but... Um, the prince... What's his name? Um, the prince is too concerned about people finding out about his alter ego and his proclivities that he won't let her... Um, prince be. Sebastian. Seven. Sebastian. He won't let her be seen with him or... Um, like meet other people or yeah, she's not gonna design. get she's not gonna fulfill her dreams of becoming this world famous designer because at this point they're so they're secret dresses kind that of that if she was to reveal that she was the designer people might put the pieces together and figure yeah. out that it was um, Prince Sebastian mm -hmm. so it's very interesting I think like the friendship and partnership with them is is very well done and I think that the it is like a kind of no-win situation, or it seems like it for a while. Like you can kind of see both sides of the conflict, and yeah. um, you can tell that it's like a hard choice that Sebastian's making, even though it's kind of a selfish choice. A little bit. And Francis is pretty tough and pretty independent for a young woman of uh, not very much means mm -hmm. in this type of aristocratic aristocratic society. And she gets sort of a good job opportunity in relation to a new department store opening yes so she's not relying totally on the prince like it's not like without the prince she's nothing yeah it's not a total power imbalance situation hmm. um but it's really a story of kind of finding your identity and figuring out um if people are going to accept you for that and if it's worth the risk of some people not understanding you in mm -hmm. order to be more yourself um yeah and show the world who you are, even if some people might not like it or agree with it. I mean, you and I talk about, like, this scenario often about um, professional sports leagues and the fact that yes. there's zero, you know, homosexual, out homosexual people, let alone any other sort of... Um, Non-binary or yeah, gender fluid something within, or within those transgender spectrums. And so, yeah, I don't want to say that it's harder or that it's different for someone of fame or of prestige to do that type of thing, but it is is—it is um, a unique And they're up for challenge. more speculation. There's more eyes on them and, right. and more people Can you imagine like if comment. Prince Harry wanted to marry a dude instead of an American TV star? Yikes, a divorced biracial woman. Yeah, that was enough yeah. controversy. So, yeah, it's certainly a very modern read in a modern take on on an eternal story it's a delightful little little picture book it's lovely i think that i love Art's the art terrific. in it yeah i think the story moves at just the right pace it feels like a very complete story i agree with you up until like the last 10 pages 
And then it goes too quickly. The last 10 pages like made me smile really, really broadly. We won't give away the really amazing ending, but it involves the parents and and specifically oh, yeah. the, the <laughs> king, the father. He is like all about getting his son hitched to a woman ASAP. Like for the first 200 pages, that is all he's there to do. Yeah. And he has a change of heart. It's a very sudden change of heart and a very dramatic change of heart. <laughs> Very. I don't think it's as sudden as you're thinking. I think there's probably a lot that happened off page. That's kind of what I'm getting at. In terms of the flow of the story, he came back into it, and I was like, it makes for a great set of pages, these ones right here that I'm looking at. This is an audio podcast, so yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, like around this page, I was smiling a lot, but at the same time, I was like, uh, jump the shark, maybe a teeny bit. Maybe but was it worth it? You it was worth it, it, made it you yeah. smile really broadly. It was worth it, yeah. And because it's a graphic novel, I'm not going to like poo-poo it for it. But So yeah, I thought it was really delightful. It's really lovely. It's just like a nice heartwarming story about being yourself. Mm -hmm. And the art is really pretty. And like the story is really well done. And like I said, it feels like a complete story. Even though there's not like that many words. And it only took me probably an hour to read, if that. Yeah. It's a good way to pad your book digit stats. That's really all we're here to do. <laughs> so I would recommend it. I am not a huge graphic novel or comic person. This might be my first graphic novel too, actually. My last one was the Bible. Graphic novel? Yeah. Okay. The furthest I've... I actually have no idea what the Bible actually says. Everyone in religions could all be lying to me. I'd have no idea. Well, that was like the all whole point I know. of the... One of the huge changes in the Catholic Church was that the Bible used to be in Latin and most people couldn't read. Didn't know what it was actually Latin. saying. Or before that even, most people couldn't read at all and they only heard what they heard at church. Yeah. Anyways. Does it have movie potential, would you say? I think so. Mm -hmm. Don't you think it would be a really cool animated movie? It could be, yeah. I don't know that uh, a big studio would take that risk. I don't think Disney's going to be making a cross-dressing prince anytime soon. I don't know. Um, sequel potential? Trying to lead us into a book to just advertise me here. Sure. Yeah. The ending was be, a little bit a little bit open. Yeah, it would be interesting to see because there's a lot that's not addressed at the ending. Like you said, the ending Dressed. is... That was fun. <laughs> like the ending is a little bit rushed. So there's a lot of things that they don't like spell out. Yeah. Which was nice, but there's definitely potential for a sequel, I suppose. Okay. So as your first graphic novel, what did you think? Did you enjoy it? I mean, I read it on one lunch break, which was amazing. Yeah. You actually read it at work. You were very concerned yeah. about... I decided it was more of a pale pink. You know I've struggled with shades of pink recently. Because you bought a red shirt and you, you were like concerned for three days that it was pink. <laughs> I had to compare it to every single red and pink item of clothing that I own. Um, Moving on. So, so yeah, I carried it around at work. Okay, I put it in my backpack at work. That's an exaggeration. Um, And yeah, I didn't... I didn't like stare at the artwork a lot. Like I probably could have spent a little bit more time on it. Yeah. But I was in there for for the words and I don't know, it was kind of like the books we were talking about last week where it's like, I don't know, it's fun to flip a page and not know what you're going to have, whether it's going to be five words, a hundred words, or just six pictures. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Felt like cool. a little kid. Well, I would hi highly recommend it. Okay. And I would like a copy sometime. Okay. Noted. And where can people add it to their to-read list? On bookdigits.com. B-O-O-K-D-I-G-I-T-S dot com. 
you can add it to your to read list. If you if you have already read it, you can go on and add your rating to our ratings mm -hmm. um, and see what other people have said it and read our reviews of it. And then you can come over and make a donation. You can make a donation. Help us, we're poor. You don't do it right. Help me, I'm poor. <laughs> um so you can do that. You can see how far you can get into the diamonds. Yep. Um, which I am not making very much progress on. You can see how far behind you are on your reading goal. You can like upvote our reviews so that we get closer. It's true. Um, you can change your reading goal if you're doing really bad at it and you're not going to make your Yeah, let's goal. not promote that feature. <laughs> or you can read a bunch of really cute graphic novels or comics and just boost your score a little bit. Just cheat that novellas. Okay. Are you happy I made that you read it? Was it enjoyable sure. for one lunch break? Because yeah. you were a little bit skeptical. Yep, you were right. Okay. Now the whole world, that's on this podcast. This was a double to keep with our baseball analogy. Illuminate was a home run. This was a, a ground rule double. Ground rule double? Not yeah. even an earned double? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, we will have a full baseball podcast sometime. Yeah. Episode. So are we going to move on to our TV show? The main reason oh, I boy. wanted to do this graphic novel was as a tie-in. I already alluded to it. Was as a tie-in to this show. Johnny. Johnny. So I I thought it would be fun to talk about a graphic novel and talk Wait, about something a little What is his name? Did I call him Giovanni before? What's Gianni. Okay, yeah. Um, so Johnny. If you haven't already guessed why, then it's like <laughs> muttering over there. Um, we are going to be talking about the... TV series, miniseries, whatever they it was, classify uh, it as. Yeah. Um, American Crime Story, The Assassination of Gianni Gen Versace. <laughs> um, so, full disclosure, Whew. last week we talked about how I only watched Annihilation for a series of attractive people yeah. of both genders. The only reason that I wanted to watch this was for Darren I fucking think, Chris. I think zero people in our audience are surprised by that statement. Darren fucking wow, Chris. Wow, you shocked him. Shocking, I know. Shocking. Shocking that I wanted to watch something he was in. But, like, it's his first big TV thing. Like, it a was? serious TV thing, he, aside from Glee. The way it was first pitched made it sound like he was, like, a, a major character, but, like... Not the major character. This was his TV series. He yeah, was he is the main character. 95% of the screen time, Despite I think. the um, title, he yeah. is the main character. Apparently like, they didn't want to use that title and they were told they had to, I've read. Right, well, the original, originally it was going to be American Crime Story, Andrew Cunanan, but right. then like the Versace didn't family was already the, pissed yeah. as it was. Whose family? Jenny. <laughs> Um, so I can't do a Spanish accent and I can't do an Italian accent, but I can do a Spanish person doing an Italian accent. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you can do Penelope Cruz with a retainer in accent. It is amazing that none of the the Italian people were, were Italian they, were close they were close to it. They were all Latino or Latino. I, now, I have to put on subtitles when I watch Atlanta because I'm not black. And I'm, I'm okay to admit that. I also had to put on subtitles for the Italian scenes in English, but yes, to understand. Yes, because she was talking through a night guard, essentially. <laughs> yeah. Um, Johnny, with the dresses. <laughs> Johnny, the beautiful, the beautiful Johnny. Um, Why can't I hear? Stop. <laughs> um, 
So this is not my kind of TV show, and I did not enjoy it. I think you're ready for my biggest statement. Your yeah. big statement was nothing. My biggest right. statement, this is the worst thing Ryan Murphy has ever done. Wow, that is a big statement. Yeah. I never even finished season six of Glee. It doesn't matter. This was worse. This, and my other biggest statement, I think this this is a terrible show to be talking about during Pride Month or Pride Week. Because uh. I think this made the whole movement take a step back, is my other harsh opinion. I think Just it was a Andrew step Bananan back. or the show? The show. Specifically, why? You have so many thoughts that you haven't been sharing with yeah. me. You've saved too much for the podcast and kept me in the dark about yeah. your true opinion. Mainly the finale. And mainly, um, I always screw up his name, Max Greenberg. What's his name? Greenfield. Greenfield, I always screw up his name. His last soliloquy. I almost had to walk out of the room when we watched it. He he tries to explain away all of the actions because by of societal saying, homophobia. Yeah, Andrew's gay and he's lashing out. Sorry, I believe like five out of the six people he murdered were like his gay lovers. Yeah. If I I'm not gay, so I can't understand the societal pressure and and issues that come with it. But how would that lead you to kill? other people who are connected in your culture well that's like that's like when people say with all the school shootings like oh well they were bullied and they this was Ugh. their retaliation and it's like there's a whole lot of people that are bullied and don't respond like that so yeah. that can't be the only thing and the way it was portrayed the other 11 episodes or whatever i did not get the sense that he was doing this because he didn't feel comfortable in his sexuality or he felt repressed by society or any of that he seemed extremely proud. It was his favorite part of his personality. It was how he made all of his money. He based his entire life around God, his homosexuality. So and and Max, you're going to try to tell me that he murdered people and is hiding from the police because of gay bashers. I <sighs> thought that Darren's acting was very, very good. I thought that past like episode one or two, I was like not thinking of it as Darren and I was like scared of him as Andrew Cunanan. Yeah, I think but, he will get nominated and I would not complain if he won. But I thought the show itself like glamour or not glamorized but um sympathized much too much with Andrew Cunanan. And we knew something was up because you made us watch all of Darren's late night shows. Yeah. And whenever the host would start talking about the show They'd be like, oh, you know, jokey, jokey, talking about Harry Potter and stuff. And then the host would be like, so you played a serial killer. Like, how could you ever get into that mindset? Yeah. And you could kind of see Darren pause for a second. And I'm sure he was thinking, I have to tell them what Ryan told me to tell them. Yeah. Which is that, yes, he killed a lot of people, but he was a complex internal person. And so there are things to put myself into him as a character. And I, I remember watching those, and I was just kind of like, okay, you're saying that, you know, to play the role of actor, you had to try to put yourself relate, in his shoes. Find a way to relate And to then him. getting to the last episodes, I was like, oh, that's what he was trying to say? No, fuck that. I also struggled with, like, the last-ditch attempt to blame it on his family or something. Like, they like they kind of vaguely alluded oh. to his mom and stuff, and then all of a sudden the second-to-last or third-to-last episode was just, like, all about Modesto. his child. Modesto! His childhood and his dad, who was a con artist, and, like, 
goes to the Philippines and he falls into the Philippines. You're bearing the lead on the dad part. The the part that we have to unpack here is the fact that he got the master bedroom. Little Darren. Little Andrew Kanan. And how much of this... Your your, uh, point was... We're seeing it mostly from his perspective. So how much of it is unreliable narrator and he's kind of embellishing or... Because that was your take for a while. Well, in one of the episodes, he said, oh, my dad loved me so much. I had three siblings, but he gave me the master bedroom. And you write that off in the moment as, well, Andrew tells lies in every single episode. But then they do do the full flashback to his childhood. that is really what happens. Which, yeah, like you're saying, maybe didn't happen. But that part just baffled me because Modesto put all of his hopes onto his son, even though I don't think he, I don't know. It didn't seem like he was set up for success. No. And it seemed like his other siblings were kind of average, normal people. And I didn't quite understand why his father would have had such high hopes, especially since he was sending him into a society that did not um, appreciate gay people. And it was pretty clear early on that, that I think Andrew was gay. Just very strange, that episode especially. Yeah, that episode just like missed the mark for me more than the other episodes. Um, the structure of the show as a whole. Can we talk about that? Yes, because that did not work for me. So as a sidebar here, I think I would have watched the Gianni show. I actually did not mind the parts that focused on him. It really was two television shows. There was the Andrew Kananen story. Yeah. And there was the Gianni story. And then there was that question of like, they seemed to overlap and they met a few times, but how much of that was in Andrew's mind and how much of that was real? Yeah. Because it was only like one or two meetings, if that, even. Yeah. So, so yeah, it's a little bit tough to have those plot lines. Like, Darren Chris has no scenes with them other than the murder. No, and he talked, he talked about that pretty early on when they were yeah. doing press for the show, about how he... And he hung out with Ricky Martin, had, even though they hadn't acted together at yeah, all. Yeah, they had no, no scenes together at all. Um, so the way they decided to do it... didn't scenes with Penelope Cruz, either. No. So episode one, Johnny dies. Yeah. You see the murder in Miami. You see the beginning of the manhunt. Yeah. Um, and then from there, every episode is one step back. It's told in reverse, which yeah. I'm sure in the writer's room was like, we are doing something amazing. Yeah. And I, I understand that it meant that the ending was maybe a bit more dramatic because like you, it wasn't like leading up to like, oh, when's he going to murder Gianni? Like he murdered Gianni and then the ending... We're going to spoil it. Just spoilers, I guess. The ending is kind of how the manhunt um, mm-hmm. wraps, how up. It wraps up. So I understand that maybe like getting the titular assassination out of the way immediately right. like lets you reserve drama for other things and kind of has the focus. Because that would definitely pull focus in the last episode if the murder happened and then the manhunt and then like it would have been weird yeah but but in retrospect it's not he doesn't have this like big mastermind plan to assassinate versace so it's not there isn't even that much of a story in that part of it yeah like the versace part is such a small part of his story the way they presented it it was just like sort of by luck that he happened to run into him outside the house and he's like oh i'll off him now spying on him for a while and he had a plan um so yeah, it goes backwards, but it goes backwards to the point that like it got very confusing as a a viewer of like what happened first and who he killed and 
I know that we took some time between episodes. We definitely did not Only watch like them. two weeks at the most. But like weeks at, weeks at the most. Like yeah. we took a few weeks off. Um, but it got very confusing. We were like, wait, who did he kill first? And we lost track of how many people he killed. And who and was he dating him? Or had he met this person yet? And yeah, they try to build up all of Andrew's relationships. Um, the other thing we should mention, I think, is that this is based off like a true crime book. And it kind of really felt that in a lot of ways. Like it felt like they it was a pure like adaptation chapters. of a yeah of a book. And I think that held it back probably. Like here's a chapter about this person's death, yeah. and here's a chapter. And in the first I'd be curious early, yeah. what the chron chronology is of, of the, book. the book. I yeah. wonder if the book goes backwards or if that's something they invented. And they start, you know, episode one, and episode two. They have a little bit of like how inept the police activity was afterwards, but that doesn't really matter in the end because no. he doesn't do anything after the murder except hide for a little while. He hides on Miami Beach, which is an and island. And we have been to Miami Beach and struggled to get off the island yes. with traffic. And Pretty much one of the worst places you can hide. Why wouldn't you immediately get off of the island? Or why wouldn't you swim? I still... It wasn't that far. Or steal a jet ski. I was like, steal a jet ski, steal a jet ski. I would have rooted him for him if he had steal a jet ski. It wasn't that far. Swim. Get a fucking snorkel. Yeah. Uh, but he kept changing his hat, so that was a good disguise. <laughs> so... And breaking into other people's houses, which is super inconspicuous. So, yeah. I don't know what else to say. It's just... It, the format didn't work for me. Um... The acting was there. Like I was saying before, I, I was interested in Versace's kind of story because he has the AIDS epidemic, you know, kind of overshadowing a lot of his life. Yeah. Um, which worked better in his scenes than it did in the Andrew Cannanin parts. And he has kind of his sister who doesn't want him to be out mm -hmm. because she's too worried about the company. She's business and there's first. there's like kind of a weird plotting with the sister where he's sick and dying and tries to get her to like take over his company um and come into her own a little bit like their dynamic yeah. didn't really i didn't really care about it that much honestly yeah. um and i just couldn't care about her because i could not understand her like i think penelope cruz is an excellent actress yeah and it did not show in this all like i just got so bogged down by her like muttering through the retainer yeah, delivery of all strange. her lines. Like, I know that Donatella does have a weird accent. Like, I've seen her in, in red carpets and stuff. Yeah. But I did not think that... Yeah, that's a time when, like, going for authenticity is not worth it. Yeah, it was not worth it. Like, we literally needed subtitles just for her. Yeah. Um, I also thought that it lacked a lot of subtlety. Mm -hmm. Like it hit you over the head with some of the parallels. Like they tried so hard to do these like Versace versus Andrew Cunanan Ugh. things, which like you said, they weren't even really connected that much aside from it being his most famous murder. But they tried to do all these parallels of like the, the upbringings with the parents and the, how the moms were different. And then like the wanted poster of Andrew versus like the Versace funeral poster. And then like their grave. Oh yeah. I forgot they had the Versace flashback too when he drew his first dress or yes. whatever. Oh yeah. And then, and then at the end, like super spoiler here at the end, he like talks to his little kid self. Darren does. Oh, I was yeah. like, really, really we're doing this. Yeah. Um, and when we got to the end, I was like, I I don't even know why he killed those people. 
Like I lost track about yeah. some of the murders and I don't really remember what triggered the beginning of it. He witnessed a murder, which we find out about in one of the later episodes. Yeah. And that seems to like kick off a killing gene in him. The one that made the least sense to me, yeah. I, again, a spoiler, I guess, is Jeff. Yeah. Because when it happens, you think, okay, he's jealous of Jeff yeah. because he's obsessed with um, the other guy whose name I always forget because it's so bland. Um, David. Yeah. David, yeah. Um, Seriously. Then as you go back Andrew and back Nathan. and back, like Jeff was like his only friend. Yeah. And he was, seemed to actually like and care about Jeff. And then I don't understand how that switched from liking him and being his friend to, to opening like the door and bashing, bashing his, his head face in. in with a with a hammer yeah. that is that is the scene of the episode that made me like take a break for a month mm -hmm. because i like almost threw up i like literally had a violent reaction to that and i yeah. could not be in the same room as that level of like gruesomeness and the only thing that upset you was the dog food <laughs> i was trying to remember just now what scene the i almost threw food. up at yeah clearly Clearly, there was some anecdote at the end of the book where they're like, they found, you know, eaten dog food containers in the house where Cunanan was staying. So because they had this. No, no food? It he was like hiding out sense. for like 18 hours and he, and he was resorting into, like, to dog food. Different people's houses. It's like just break into a different house and get some food. <laughs> um, but yeah, the level of violence of how he killed Jeff. And then when you go back in time and see the later episodes of like their friendship and stuff. It just does not make a lot of sense yeah. to me. And that's something that I really struggled with the backwards timeline. Like you said, I, I guess I understand it from a writer, a writer's room standpoint being like, Oh, we'll start with the assassination and we'll work backwards to all the other murders and it'll be so creative and great. Yeah, you're not going to be able to drop a bomb when the kid's six and be like, Oh, this explains everything. Like it does. Yeah. There's nothing that's, to do but that's there. That's what it felt like they were trying to do. Right. Like the further back they got, it just felt like it was less connected. It's all going to make sense and, like, soon. I felt there, there were episodes where like Gianni wasn't even in it. Like no. it was just Andrew Cunanan and like his weird, like dad's like uh, insurance scam and and Jeff got his own his own whole episode about him being which was in, this like another one that I could hardly watch yeah which like all this shit that went down in the navy he probably deserved his own like four episode arc or something I and then Andrew outs him too yeah yeah so I did not like that I thought the backwards aspect kind of made it more confusing for me or made things less clear than if they had just gone. Yeah. I don't it just know. made me think about, way to do it. you know, how people say, you know, if it was any, like fiction, like sometimes reality is more interesting than fiction can be. Yeah. In this case, it felt like they really wanted this true crime story to like be this fantastic piece of storytelling and it just, the elements weren't there. It didn't fit. Yeah. They, they were, they were so focused on making it like re reality or whatever level of reality they were going yeah. for that it didn't fit as a fictional. This retelling. didn't help get you into true crime. I'm guessing. Definitely not. It just reinforced everything I already thought about how much I don't like it. And I don't need to see gruesome murders being played out on my TV screen. That's not what I watch TV for. I, but you got to see Darren in a speedo thong. Dancing. Not worth it. How did you feel about his gyrations and the moves he put on as Andrew um, Cunanan? A little uncomfortable. I couldn't tell if... I, it didn't altogether fit that Two well weeks in a me. row I got my wedding ring stuck on my hell? finger. Why are you doing this during the podcast? I'm going to hold on to this for okay. you. Um, 
I didn't, I couldn't tell if it really fit with Andrew. I thought for the most part, he was pretty in character for Andrew and kind of had a certain thing he was going for. But there were a few scenes that I was like, I don't know that that fits with the other stuff he was doing. And some of the dance scenes were, the scene where he dances while the guy is duct taped and like suffocating. Yeah. That one Turned worked. You on. That one worked for me. Did not turn me on. <laughs> Jesus Christ. But like within the realm of the character it worked yeah. for me. But some of the other like naked dancing things I was like is this just in here for Darren's body? We still don't know like, if do it they, was his butt or a double. Do they know their know. audience? And they're like there's a bunch of like girls that watched Glee that are now watching this so we'll give it them naked dance. had to be Darren. in Ryan Murphy's thinking. I don't know. And I mean. Is he being typecasted now? Darren? Yeah. As, like, a murderous gay man? More just the gay part. Oh. I don't know. Hmm. We'll see. Um, I know a lot of people were talking about, like, the cinematography of it. And, like, the, the colors and the sets and all of that. And I think that the Miami stuff was very lively. Yeah. Like, it did make me want to go to Miami. Like, the they did a good job of, like, the, the colors. And, like, Versace's house was filmed really cool. Yeah. Um, it's overshadowed for me by the gratuitous violence. Mm. Like, I just did not need to see a close-up of someone's face getting bashed in with a hammer over and over and over and over and over. <sighs> That's what some people tune in for. I don't get people who don't get upset by that level of violence like how can you watch that and just be like yeah this is just a normal tuesday night that we're watching tv <laughs> like what the fuck i don't get it i have such a visceral awful reaction of like i can't even be in this room while this is happening like i literally was like holding my hands over my ears so i wouldn't have to hear the sounds i, mute, I had to mute eyes. it yeah. you had to mute it a couple times no i think that's orders. a correct a correct correct reaction but why doesn't everyone have that reaction? And if they do, why are they even showing it on TV? Violence like, sells. American like TV sex. is so fucked up in terms of censoring because you can show that level of violence on TV yeah. with just a little warning, but like you can't swear on TV. FX now you can pretty much do anything. It's only oh. the major networks. I don't know. All right, we gotta we gotta start wrapping up because it's getting boiling in this. In this house. Oh, I thought you were just going to say, because we're pretty much done with our thoughts. I am, but... Well, I, I'm very interested to see how this goes down with awards viewers and whether, mm. like, the level of sympathy for Andrew Cunanan, like, sours things for some of the more conservative, like, um, awards show voters. Mm -hmm. Or if they are going to give them a whole boatload of awards for the sets and the sceneries and the acting. I think it will get nominations and it probably won't win very much. I hope that Darren wins for his sake because I think he is very talented and he obviously worked very, very hard on this character and in this role. And I thought that he was excellent to the point that he scared me a few times. Born to play it. Um, like, too scared. He had the perfect... Um you know, background in terms of countries of origin. Correct. But, um, was it worth watching it so that I could know what's going on with the award shows and, and like, know what's going on with Darren's career? Probably not. Um, each episode was, like, an hour and a half long. I don't know how we didn't talk about that. Yeah. Um, each episode was, like, an hour and a half long. Like, they felt long. And I was just, like, waiting for it to be done. I was like, can we please finish the show? I just thought it was so funny. It was the first show that I think we've watched in like 
eight years where they had a coming up next week. Like, that, no shows have that anymore. It was so funny. Oh, I didn't even notice, I mm. guess. It's a Ryan Murphy thing. Yeah. Um, so if you have not started watching it and you are wondering if it's worth it for Darren, I would maybe say no. Wow. Um, I hope, I wish the best for him and I hope he does at least get nominated for some awards, if not win some awards. But uh, I wish I hadn't watched it. <laughs> wow. Find the gifts of the... The speedo and go from there. Yeah. Okay. I only have one upcoming thing, but I do want to talk about it a little bit. Okay. You do go. you have any? I got a couple. You want me to do mine quickly? Sure. Um, so, as we know, I normally say, saw the headline, didn't click it. Yeah. But when you put a headline together that says, Natalie Portman eats spicy buffalo vegan chicken wings to talk about a new movie. That is like your wet dream. That's a pretty good headline. Yeah. So it's this weird show that kind of wants to be between two ferns where they have like a gimmick for getting celebrities on. Okay. So they have them eat progressively hotter chicken wings and it's supposed to like make the conversation more interesting. No, I want some buffalo wings. Didn't quite work. Like Natalie just cried a little bit during the last one. But other than that, she was just like, that was pretty tasty. And then I answered the question. But she's vegan? Yes, there's a little bit of controversy because whatever perfume she she reps does animal testing. Oh, so yikes. people say she's plant based, not vegan. Oh, okay. Um, but anyways, she is the producer and the narrator of a new documentary called Eating Animals, which will be based on the book that I read last year. Did you like the book? I did. So you're excited that Natalie Portman is connected to the project. To it. Cool. Um, and then the other one is, you know, this is America. This yeah. is America. Right. That wasn't, you didn't do the right intonation. This is America. No, still not right. Sorry. Um, so the director, who's like one of Donald Glover's boys, Hiro okay. Murai, is, um, going to be making his first full-length picture. Okay. And all of his episodes of Atlanta are supposed to be the best, and obviously he's getting a lot of dap for the uh, the music video. What so, word did you just try and say? Dap. Dap? Yeah. I don't know what that means. Like a lot of cred. Okay. Yeah. You've been watching too much Atlanta. You think <laughs> you're cool. Um, my only upcoming thing to talk about hmm. is Wonder Woman 1984. He's alive. Chris Pine is, is alive and wearing a fanny pack? So how are that? How are they playing this? I don't care. Flashback. I just want Chris Pine Dream to be sequence? alive. I don't think so. Um, I've heard. I've seen a lot of people saying if it's a dream sequence, they're gonna flip out if he if he's on on set just for like a two minute flashback in the film or something. Yeah. But it certainly seems like he's like in the film wearing eighties fashion. He was wearing like a windbreaker and a fanny pack. So he must be packed for some sort of trip. Then. I don't know how he survived, and I don't even really care because. I don't give a shit about any of the DC stuff, but I did enjoy Wonder Woman. But he died. But we, he very much died. We cried about it together. Um, but he's back. Chris <sighs> Pine's back with the fanny. Which pack. means all of the Marvel characters will be back. For Infinity Wars. Yeah. Um, the most recent thing I heard about it was that it was going to be more upsetting and more deaths. Part two. Than yes, than part one. 
So that makes me not want to watch it. You've stuck to your guns. We have not been to a feature we've film. We've not been to see Solo. We've not been to see Jurassic World. And we've not been to the movies at all because of that. No. I, I, am, I am intrigued to see Ocean's 8, but it does seem like a little bit more of a video rental movie. A little bit. Than a going out and watching it movie. Okay. So we'll see. But um, yes, I'm intrigued by Wonder Woman 1984. Okay. And that's the only thing I had for upcoming. Sounds good. I think we'll be off next week. Probably. We'll be back in a few weeks. Yep. We'll see. We could squeeze one in next week, maybe. All right. We got a lot of no a lot promises. of good stuff coming no on our agendas. We have both been um, reading a lot. Mm. And we've got some good stuff saved up for some future episodes. So, Okay. Stay tuned, kids. Thanks for listening to all of our ranting this week. As usual, you can look up the links that we talked about at our Twitter at DD get down yep. um, or on my personal Twitter at Heather three, two, four. Um, otherwise please subscribe and review and share with your friends that might find it interesting and keep listening. Bye. 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 See ya. You gotta get down with the get down. Well now get down, get down, er, get down, whoa, whoa, get down, er, get down, whoa, whoa. Maybe we can talk our neighbors into doing the same thing. Get down, get down, get down. Get down.